Coined by Richard Dawkins in 1976, the word meme was originally intended to explain how ideas replicate, mutate, and evolve. In 1982, Scott E. Fallman introduced the sideways smiley face formed by punctuation marks, becoming the first known example of an internet meme. At this point, memes are so pervasive, an entire industry has been developed around their usage, whether it's sports teams, marketing campaigns, or yes, even our beloved Disney parks. Every piece of pop culture has memes to accompany it. This week on Slice of Disney, creating content from love with Disney meme creator Brandon Harris. Welcome to the internet. Have a look around. Anything that brain of yours can think of can be found. We've got mountains of content, some better, some worse. If none of it's of interest to you, you'd be the first. Welcome to the internet. Come Welcome to Slice of Disney, an awesome Disney theme park podcast. I am your host, Kelly Washington, Disney-obsessed enthusiast and real-life Tinkerbell. And I am your co-host, Will Lentz, occasional Disney goer and real-life Grumpy Cat. Ah! You are Grumpy Cat! Right? Oh my... I mean, like, that's such a... I was, I was really debating. I really wanted to go with, like, a Bad Luck Brian, which is, like, a bit more classic of a meme. Um, but then I was like, wait, Grumpy Cat, that's perfect, because I'm a little grumpy. Uh, but not really, but sometimes. I feel like Grumpy Cat's more known than Bad Luck Brian. Which one's Bad Luck Brian? Well, I, I do think Grumpy Cat's more known. I think, uh, you know, not to get too deep into meme culture, but I do believe <laughs> that, like, uh, memes themselves have evolved. They used to just be, uh, and they used to be a lot of, like, here's one character and here's all the different things that they do. So Brad, Bad Luck Brian would be like, uh, a really great thing happened to him on the worst possible way. And that, that was, like, the, the, the template that people would use. Uh, okay. um, and it'd be like, you know, George Costanza would be a good version of a Bad Luck Brian where it's like he, you know, finally gets his braces off and it's the f- first day he notices he's going bald. Um, so <laughs> okay. just stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, like the vo- and then I, th- I think Grumpy Cat actually was like one of the first ones that became like, didn't have that necessarily associated with it, but just was everyone loved the picture so much that it spread around and became I mean, like a different version of memes. Yeah, Grumpy Cat is very iconic. I, I also was thinking of, uh, there was like a Velociraptor one. Yeah, they're the, it was like the Philosoraptor. Um, and oh, it was yeah, like, it was like philosophy stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, at us, look at us talking about memes. So today we have a very, very special guest. I'm really excited because uh, I'm a fan of their work. They always make me laugh. And it's something I have no ability to do, so I like to learn about it. So we are going to have Brandon Harris from the All I Do is Disney account come and talk to us about his love of Disney and memes. Yeah, and how he got into creating content around it, a little bit about how perhaps creating content around something you love might change your relationship with it, or maybe it doesn't. Um, and he's, you know, he's great. We, we, uh, we're really excited to be connected with him, so I'm really excited for you guys to get a chance to meet him as well. Well, should we introduce him? Oh, let's, let's just jump into it, sure. Yay! Without further ado, our interview with Brandon Harris. Um, so Will and I are super excited. We are recording for the first time together in his studio. Yeah, it's very warm. It is very warm. Just going to put that out there it's, right at the start. And I also don't have air conditioning in my car, so on the way here, I also... It was warm. So we're just going to be really hot all day. Um, but we are excited because we have our first guest from this studio. We have Brandon Harris, 
Disney-obsessed, used to be a cast member, and runs a amazing meme account on social media called All I Do is Disney. So, Brandon, welcome. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, we literally, I reached out because I'm a fan of his memes. So <laughs> that, it's it's crazy to hear you say that because I uh, loved you in Parks and Rec and I was excited uh, when you reached out. Oh, thank you. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm curious, like I want to know, I'm sorry, right off the bat, I know there's a bunch of intros and stuff we should be doing, but I'm always so curious, like, where do you get your memes from? Like, that's got to be so tough to like cultivate yeah. and so, be on all the time. I make 90% of those. That's awesome. Um, what? Yeah. And when I first started the meme page, I was actually terrible at it. But after <laughs> about a couple months, I was making maybe two a day. And uh, they were all mine. And at some point, I started sharing others because it was just impossible to maintain. But about 90% of those I just make. That is a, it is a talent. Uh, like, I how mean, are you that funny? <laughs> yeah, so I appreciate that. I am not a performer <laughs> in any way, but I like to think that I have funny thoughts. And so a Disney Instagram page was just the, the perfect outlet for me. Well, I was excited, you know, when we were getting ready to interview someone, you were immediately who came to mind just because of the fact that you're doing something very unique compared to what I do and understand. I have no idea how you think of like one liners and you picture a picture to go with that that's Disney related. That's crazy to me. But in this time, I have so many Disney questions. Okay. Will, you have to calm me down. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so. Been trying to do that for years. It hasn't <laughs> I'm ready for anything. I know. <laughs> I, I love it. So. I want to start with, like, what made you get into Disney? Disney memeing or my Disney love? We'll start with the Disney love. Let's start at the beginning of your story. Yeah, so uh, I had very little interaction with Disney. I I have a, I would say, non-typical journey. Um, I didn't grow up the biggest Disney fan. I would would say I was indifferent. Um, So when I was a kid, I was in the era of Lion King, Aladdin, all of that, but it didn't, it wasn't a big deal for me. Um, what really changed is uh, I was at Western Michigan uh, University undergrad, and I saw an advertisement for the Disney College program. And very naive at the time, I saw a video, and it was uh, some videos of Lost, the TV show, and ESPN. I'm a big fan of uh, uh, all sports, basically, and I was a big fan of Lost. And there were some Disney things in there as well. And uh, I thought to myself, oh, wow, ABC owns ESPN and Disney. That's what I thought at the time. I was that naive. I, didn't yeah. big I love it. And when I realized I was all Disney, I, was, I, I have to do this Disney college program. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, I was uh, Epcot World Showcase custodial. And I fell in love with the guest service like experience, um, the way that cast members create an experience for guests, make magic, make memories for guests is what I fell in love with and something that I've taken with me and everything I've done since then. So that's where my love for Disney started. Well, I love that you also love sports. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> are, are you a fan of sports or either of you? I, I'm, oh, we're both big fans of sports. 
different sports. I, I'm a big NFL follower. Okay. And uh, growing up in Kentucky, I'm all college sports. So college basketball, Got which it. translates into the NBA too, but then also like college football. Like I do love college football. Uh, I just haven't gotten into the NFL, but you know, uh, college sports, that's, that's, what, that's my bag. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy to talk that as well, but yeah, I, 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 I know. Love <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, that's a really unique story. Actually. I feel like, I feel like so many Disney people like myself, um, grew up with it. Like, you know, our parents just like pumped it into our veins. Like you will love the mouse. And we're like, okay, sure. Well, but I, I also want to say, I think that's very cool because like, yeah. you know, one of the things that we have seen every time we talk to someone that's worked uh, with Disney or people that go to the parks a lot, they really like one of the big things, one of the big things that everyone loves is the cast members and their love of Disney and their want to make it a good experience for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think it could be easy to assume that the reason that people feel that way is because they grew up big Disney fans, but to show that it's like part of the culture regardless. Like if you, you you come to it late in life and you still, it translates and still becomes a big part of like who you are. I think that that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I have a quick story. Uh, I yeah. recently went to Disney with my cousin. Uh, he's 19. He was in town for a while. And he was asking me like, why, why do you go to Disney so often? And I could tell he was thinking like Six Flags, Universal, uh, no offense to Universal, but offense to... No, we, we like to offend Universal. It's okay. <laughs> uh, you know, you've done all these rides before. Why do you keep coming back? And I explained to him, because he's a, a running back in college football right now, um, why do people go to multiple football games in the year? It's the same team. They've seen this. But Smart. it's a different experience every time you go. Um, and that's how I feel about Disney. It's just... It can be a completely different experience based on your interactions with cast members and the the memories they make for you. So, yeah, I absolutely love Disney and that's that's really where it grew. That's awesome. That's I 100% agree. And you loved it so much. Um did you stay and work there after the college program? So, I have uh two things like a, a inner conflict where I absolutely love working for Disney and it's probably the happiest I've ever been with my employment. Um, I also worked for the Chicago Cubs once, so that's the only reason I say probably. Oh, okay. That sounds, um, cool. that sounds really cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when I was working there, and the other full-time people I, w- I was working with when I was an intern, we all made $10 an hour uh, to work mm-hmm. in an HR job there. I'm a senior HR manager with Pepsi right now. Um, nice. And that's just not that's not what I was looking for for my career. Uh, they, they had been there five, six, seven years, and it's just – it's not what I was looking for in my career. So uh, I couldn't work for Disney for income reasons, but otherwise <laughs> I would absolutely love to work for Disney. I don't blame you. I do hope, you know, as especially after the pandemic that they do pay their employees better because employees are literally what makes your experience. That's what you said. I a hundred percent agree. I think it would be hard to find someone who disagrees about how important the cast members are. And I, I will say I've had like a weird relationship lately where I'm like with Disney where I was like, oh, obviously I love it and I'm obsessed and I love the history of it. But like I'm really mad at Bob Chapek because during this time he bought like a $7 million mansion. And I'm like, dude, like read the room. You just (laughs) laid off a ton of very, you know, important people and then spent that much money on a mansion. Boo. Yeah, I actually made a meme about Bob Chapek recently. 
I don't know if y'all seen the scene um, from Breaking Bad where I can't Jesse. He was yelling yeah. out, yes. he can't keep getting away with this. That's um, good. And it was my meme was uh, Bob Chapek after making another terrible decision. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's just it's frustrating. So how did you come up with making a meme account? Like, what made you want to do that? Yeah, so one of the things growing up I really loved was hip-hop, rap music. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not new rap music, but growing up. (laughs) And uh, I actually, the original thought was, it was my fiancé and I, we were at GECO um, at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Uh, Or, yeah. uh, And I was just talking about how I'd love to have an account where I was combining my love for Disney with hip-hop. Uh, and like using hip hop lyrics at times. So I, I thought this was hilarious. Didn't get a lot of likes, but it was early on in my account. But um, there was a song that Cardi B had for a second. Uh, like, I like it like that or whatever the name is. Yeah. And there's a part where she says, oh, he's so handsome. What's his name? Um, and I thought it'd be hilarious to have Gaston looking at a mirror saying, oh, he's so handsome. What's his name? And that's what made me want to make a meme account. Doing that. I love great. it. <laughs> I agree with that. That's funny. <laughs> but I, you know, it's I, evolved I, since then. I will. I, I'll go ahead and say uh, it may surprise very few people, but I feel like Gaston might be like one of my favorite Disney characters at this point. Really? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just so similar to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some, somebody, somebody's got to love me. It might as well be me. So. Yeah. Uh, what Disney character do you think you are? Yeah, so that that's what makes me being like in Disney circles tough because I get questions like that, and I, that's not my love of Disney as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think in that way. But I mean, I love Baymax. Um, yeah. I, I love, love Baymax. <laughs> I love the sentiment of you know the diamond in the rough. Uh, so as a result, I love Aladdin. Um, I think Genie is some of the best voice acting in the history of ever. Um, and uh, I know you're a fan of Robin Williams as well. I'm guessing both of you are. Who's not? So yeah, true. Uh, it's yeah. Amazing. So I guess those are some answers. So then, I would it be safe to assume that your love of Disney comes strictly from the parks? Like you, that's really where your heart is. That is the parks, not the Disney, the universe. So it's. I would say that's definitely the core, um, and that's where I built my love. And Epcot feels like home. Um, but from that, I have grown a greater appreciation for all things Disney. Uh, you know, I love the Imagineer story. Um, I love, I nerd out on it a little bit now, uh, because it started from there and it's grown. Um, and ever since WandaVision, I want to know everything about the MCU ever as well. So it's not just that. that anymore. Also, I've been on eight cruises. Um, Disney Cruise. What? It's, so it's awesome. not just that now, but that's where it started. Oh my God! Eight cruises? Yeah, I've never been. I, I've never been on one. Gotta step it up. 2018. <gasps> wow, that's awesome. Wow, you are living the dream. So <laughs> you live down near Disney World. Did you move yeah. there for Disney, or do you just like it? Just happened to work out that way. No, I actually made a couple memes about this too. Uh, we were in New Jersey. Uh, and I, no offense to anyone who's listening from New Jersey, I didn't, we did not like New Jersey. Um, and we flew down to Orlando 12 times in one year um, to wow. just go to Disney. And yeah. it became wow. clear 
we needed to move to where our home actually was, which was Orlando. We weren't there yet, but we needed to move there. So I found a job and we moved to Orlando. That's awesome. That's amazing. I think that, you know, especially over the last year, because Disney World opened a lot earlier than Disneyland, I saw multiple people, I don't know if you're on these Facebook groups um, of either Disney World annual pass holders or Disneyland, there are a lot of people who moved down to Florida to be closer to an open Disney park. Yeah, no, and I, I wouldn't have done it during the pandemic because uh, I was trying to avoid the pandemic. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, no, we moved down January of 2019 and got, a, you know, a full year and a couple months. And we were even there the day it closed um, for the pandemic. It was it was fascinating because uh, most of the people working that day, it was a Sunday, uh, were Disney College program. And you could see in real time them getting texts and emails that the Disney College program was shutting down. And wow. I never saw this. I've never seen Disney cast members with that kind of look on their face. And then uh, that night at Magic Kingdom, they it was you know probably a bad idea because it was a pandemic, but there was a big gathering and everyone was waving and crying and hugging. Uh, it was a very unique experience. I We must be kindred spirits because I went to Disneyland on the last day mm. it was open. And I was like so embarrassed. I didn't want to tell anyone because I was like, this is so dumb, but I need to go. And we didn't know Same. about the masks. So I wore like medical gloves around. <laughs> like, I didn't know what's going on. No. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone uh, kind of has uh, hindsight 2020 vision now. But at the time, no one really knew what was going on. And we didn't have a lot of not to get political, there wasn't a lot of great information coming out. I'll put it that way. I don't. I don't think that's political. There just wasn't. We yeah, didn't that's know. just. Yeah, a, yeah. I think that's just yeah. a fact. I think you're safe to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're not, you know, especially I feel like over the course of the last year, when you weren't able to go to the parks as much, um, back to your making a meme account because I'm so fascinated by this. How mm-hmm. many outlets there are for Disney Entertainment, you know, and the different creations. Like as I work on trying to make more videos in the parks and then getting really overwhelmed by all of the bloggers and like, you know, that that kind of media. Mm-hmm. Yours is very specific, you know, like coming up with it. Did you like, oh, did you get more creative you think over the pandemic? Uh, what's some of your favorite ones? I don't know, tell me all of like the hot, <laughs> the hot goss about it. Yeah, no, I, I uh imagine that you'd ask about my favorites. So I do have like, I, I did some screenshots of some of my favorites, but I will say um, during the pandemic, initially it felt like, and I remember this on you all talking about this on Slice of Disney, that originally it kind of felt like it was going to be a month or two. Yeah. Right. And we'll be back to normal. Uh, and everything was moving as normal uh, when that happened. And at some point there was excitement around Disney Plus, And so, Disney Plus, uh, a lot of my memes were around Disney Plus. Uh, I remember Hamilton came out. I made a lot of Hamilton memes. Um, but at some point, it became clear that this wasn't going to change anytime soon. And I know Disney opened up, but I wasn't going back. I wasn't going mm. back until I was vaccinated or something like that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean me as so, well. Yeah. And so uh, late in 2020, I completely lost like I, I didn't lose my love for Disney, but my passion for my account 
And I didn't post for like um, maybe a month and a half straight. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, so that that got tough. Um, But again, WandaVision came out and all the juices started flowing again. I started making fun (laughs) of WandaVision memes. uh, And, you know, we were we got vaccinated as soon as we could. Mm -hmm. And we've been going to the parks now for a little over a couple months. And it's been good again. I want to I want to follow up on that because I think that that's a that's a topic that's come up a little bit in some of our conversations too, um, and it is a little bit about like, you know, you have this thing that you really care a lot about that you that you really love, um, and now you are producing content around that, and and I think there's been times where that's felt challenging for us, um, and I and I wondered does that change your relationship? Um, with Disney at times because you also have this, uh, it, it, I, I, it seems like it's a passion and it's fun, but it also in a way can be work at times too, I'm sure. Have you, has you, have you felt that, um, like that, maybe in that February period where you're like, oh, I feel like I should be doing more, but now I don't even want to think about it. How, how has your relationship changed because of your like content side of it? Yeah, I work really hard to try to keep it pure and not to yeah. feel like, you know, I'm I'm trying not to think about monetizing it in any way. I'm just, it's just really about having fun. But for sure, it, it gets tough. Um, yeah. And there's every once in a while, I don't know what was going on when I first started the account. I would make like 10 memes a day. Um, and <laughs> wow. Several of them were like, you know, not to toot my own horn, but they, were, they weren't terrible. Right. Uh, and so, but at some point, it got tough to just do the one a day. And mm-hmm. during the pandemic, it just became impossible. And so I would schedule time on the weekend to just sit and think about memes. But I think I haven't reflected too much on it, but I think I just didn't have a ton of inspiration. Um, you know, I wasn't walking around and making weird observations because, yeah. you know, I was walking by Japan and Epcot and something hit me a certain way or, um, you know, I wasn't on a Disney cruise for the fourth time that year thinking about it. <laughs> You know, uh, like, you know, weird things like uh, Cabana's is a restaurant, uh, kind of mm-hmm. a buffet type restaurant on Disney Cruise sure. Line. It's called Cabana's. And uh, Camila Cabello had a song called Havana. And it would go, Havana. Ooh, nah, nah. So I made a Cabana's. Ooh, nah, nah. It's just weird stuff like that uh, yeah. that I was not getting inspired to do. And so when it became work, I stopped doing it. Now, that's essentially what happened. Um, I think that's and then you start thinking about followers and yeah. you know, certain well, likes and all of that. It gets tough. I yeah. was going to say, I mean, you guys have a, you have a lot of followers, so I'm sure they were missing your content, but I 100% respect and understand what you said. I think that last year was so challenging for us and it was more important to take care of your mental health and, you know, stay sane and, you know, then worry about some of this. And it was hard to be inspired. Yeah. You know, I wish I'd known about Slice of Disney. Uh, I, well, started. we wish you did too. <laughs> I, I think that. I followed you, Kelly, and, and somehow I still didn't know about Slice of Disney. Hmm. Ooh, somebody needs to post more. Right, bro. That's not no, all, all my content is Disney right now. I'm like, yeah. don't unfollow me, people. I like, <laughs> I'm trying to like send people to Slice of Disney for Disney stuff because I'm sure it's like, you know, when people have like a newborn baby or a dog and everyone's like, oh my God, stop posting your cute, your cute family life. Uh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, I was wondering, because like you were saying, walking around is kind of what gives you inspirations and stuff. And uh, you said Epcot is home. Mm-hmm. 
Do you have a favorite spot in the parks to just chill? Well, that's why I love World Showcase. So um, my fiance loves Magic Kingdom uh, and she gets frustrated because I, I like it. I'm a fan, um, but not when there's literally 80,000 people there. Uh, it's sure. just too much. Um, yeah, I, mean, I get it. World Showcase, even during Food and Wine, uh, there's so many spots where it kind of goes back into the pavilion where you could just sit and enjoy and relax. Um, France is that way. Morocco is that way. Japan is that way. There's so many spots where you can just ex enjoy that you're there, but not feel like you're crowded, uh, which is rare, I think, at, at Disney parks. And so oh, yeah. basically anywhere at Epcot is my favorite. Any, anywhere World Showcase is my favorite spot. I also, I saw a funny video today, like a TikTok that was like, there's more to the World Showcase than drinking around the world. <laughs> like, <laughs> it made me laugh. But I, I, I think that's one of the reasons that I personally love the Disney park so much is because for me, it is like a calming experience. Y you just avoid the crowds. Mm -hmm. It is possible. It is. You know, and you don't have to ride everything all the time. As we're talking kind of about the parks... I saw that you and your fiance started a, a travel agency. Yeah, so she's been a travel agent for a couple years now, um, even before we moved down here, specifically oh. for Disney. And her whole thing is uh, trying to create those vacation experiences for those who would otherwise think that it was impossible. Um, there's a lot of people and Disney can be expensive for sure. But oh, there's yeah. a lot of ways to make it less expensive than you may have thought. And she's really good at working with families to do that. That's um, awesome. But aside from that, my thought was, uh, you know, we could leverage all I do is Disney to get more people knowing that we do this and get more clients um, yeah. and still, you know, have that focus that you, you have. So... Honestly, I just want more reasons to think about Disney on, on a day. <laughs> I, I completely understand what you're saying. Like, to they a They won't employ me. Uh, I know. I, 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 HR person. <laughs> I, I want, uh, I would love for Disney to employ us. That would be lovely. They should. We're like, we're like the off-brand Imagineering story, you know? Uh. <laughs> so I, I actually made a joke about it in my story. Uh, they have the behind the attraction um, I show saw that's that, coming yeah. out on Disney Plus, and you're telling me they weren't inspired by Slice of Disney. I'm just saying. I'm, yes, I agree with you. <laughs> well, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. All right. So you've been on a million cruises. I've never been on a single cruise. Your fiance is you know, been a travel agent for a long time. What does a perfect day at Disney look like? What is a perfect trip? I understand it's going to be different for everyone. Yeah. Let's say, let's say for me, I haven't been to Disney World much. And at some point, Kelly is making it her goal to get me to go. I feel like now when Duh. it does happen, I'm going to reach out to you, see if you'll join us. But like, what, what is it that if I'm going to be there, what, what, what should I do? Uh, what's the perfect day for me? Yeah, so this is a very hard uh, question to answer uh, because part of the reason why we moved to Orlando is so that we could go to Disney whenever we want. Um, being <laughs> sure. an annual pass holder. Yeah. And so, you know, I used to work about 50 miles east of Orlando. I came home one day 
And I just wanted to go to Disney and I wanted to get the Violet Lemonade uh, that that happens during the uh, the spring festival, the Flower and Garden Festival at Epcot. And so I drove to Epcot. I went and got the Violet Lemonade and I drove home. That's uh, great. And so oh, my God. My You're living Kelly's is, dream. I, I think the ideal is to be able to treat it like it's your playground and go whenever yeah. you want and do whatever you want that day and not feel like you have to do a ton of things in one day. Um, but to answer your question from just like a more conventional standpoint, mm-hmm. I think I think if you're not experiencing some of the original things for any Disney park, Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, I think that I think that's first and foremost. And that's saying that's me being an Epcot, someone who loves Epcot. Um, so I think Magic Kingdom is probably the priority. And doing some of the rides that have been there either the entire time or for a long time and some of the, you know, landmark type rides like Space Mountain. Um, He's just going to go on Hall of Presidents over and over. That's and my over. plan. <laughs> yes, I hear there's air conditioning. Hall of Presidents <laughs> 10 times in a row for sure. Oh. Uh, uh, but Space yeah. Mountain for sure. I'm a fan of that. Yeah, no, space. I, I think, um, you know, when you go to Disney a ton of times, you just become a little more savvy and understand uh, fast passes and when lines might be shorter in certain places. And so I think number one is probably go with someone who knows those kinds of yeah. things. Say, like, uh, you know, a real life Tinkerbell, for example. <laughs> <laughs> they can help you uh, with those things. Um, uh, is, is that something that, like, the travel agency. Like, like y'all would help with? Like, is that something that you guys could be like, hey, here's, oh, sorry, I just hit the mic. Is that something you could help with? Like, hey, here's some pointers. Absolutely. Uh, during this time, we can go to this ride. Absolutely, yeah. And, and that's what I love about it. You know, I, this isn't a knock on anyone in particular, but I've seen a lot of travel agents that just coordinate travel and tickets, um, you know, and they get their commission and, and that's kind of the end of it. Um, but what my fiance has done and what I love about it is full on consultant um, before, great. during, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily know about, well, not anymore, but Magical Express and don't know how to do uh, fast passes and uh, booking restaurants well in advance for certain places. And just sure. some of the you know, secrets of Disney. I think it helps make people have a much better experience because you can go and only do like three rides because you didn't know that certain ones were going to be a 90 minute wait um, right? and want to go to the restaurant, think you can walk in to be our guest. Um, and it's things like that that can happen. And so, yeah, I think it's great to work with someone like that who can consult essentially. That's and help awesome. you. Do you have a favorite Disney thing you've ever done? Like, it doesn't have to be at the parks either. It can be whatever. Like, you know, we went to Marceline and that was such a unique experience. Like, I was not a big Walt, a Walt worshiper. I'm not yeah. a Walt worshiper, and I wasn't a big fan of Walt. But after like experiencing that, I was like, seeing where he came from and what he created. It was just, it was really amazing. Do you have any situation like that? Like maybe when you were a cast member, or just something unique that, uh, like a unique story of of a connection you had. Um. So my, my favorite experience in general, I'm trying to think of a specific story, but um, in general, is, is Disney Cruises. That's what I love most of all, um, to the point where if someone asked me if I could only do a Disney cruise, 
um, or go to Disney parks, it would be Disney Cruise, and it would be a very quick answer. Um, wow. I, I love awesome. Disney Cruises. And I will say, uh, I was a little bit spoiled when I first started um, because the cruises have, this is the phrase that is used, it's not how it sounds, but there's adult entertainment, but essentially uh, sure. things <laughs> at night like, uh, like um, karaoke doesn't sound very adulty, but uh, they'll do games that are only meant for adults. There's kids can't come to that. And there is essentially, you know, a host that does all these things for you. And when we first started doing our cruises, it was a literal comedian. Um, mm. His name's Rod Minger. Uh, he was on the Disney Dream. And, you know, he's been on BT. He's done like tours. You know, it's an actual successful comedian who just, uh, I think, you know, wasn't in an ideal state. And so he kind of fell back on Disney when he was in that, that state. And he was on Disney for a couple of years, maybe more than that. And the, the quality of the entertainment was amazing because awesome. he was there. And so I thought that was normal. It's not. Um, but <laughs> Good to know. Uh, I would say those experiences were absolutely amazing and probably what made cemented my love for Disney Cruise Line on top of everything else that's amazing. I I literally, I've never been on a cruise in my life and I've never done a Disney cruise. Can you tell us a little bit more about it since I yeah, pretend like I'm a child? <laughs> so uh, there's four ships, uh, not including the Disney Wish that will start in June uh, 2022, which we already have three nice. cruises booked with the Disney Wish. What? Our wedding, which will be December of 2022. Oh my so, gosh. So, but there's the Magic Wonder, which is kind of one class, and then there's the Dream and the Fantasy, which is a newer, bigger class of ships. Um, and they just, they just like any Disney cruise, they tend to focus on nearby things. So it's the, uh, like Nassau, Bahamas. They have their own island, Castaway Key. Um, and then I didn't enjoy the one that went from Galveston, uh, Texas, as much. It was rougher water, but those exist as well but it's you know usually three to as much as i think like 11 nights um on the ship and it's a huge it feels like an all-inclusive hotel while you're on the ship um they they created this rotational dining where you uh have the same servers but uh you go to a different restaurant every night and they have very oh, awesome. unique original dining uh, a place called tiana's um, that's very thin. It's it's like it's her restaurant from the movie. Oh um, my gosh! She, I was always really annoyed that they don't have that New Orleans Square. And it's on I'm the still cruise annoyed. ship. They should. <laughs> they they should. should. I am so excited for I them love to that get rid of Splash food. Mountain and make it Princess and the Frog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's so much good food and activities throughout the day. I love trivia. They do trivia Ooh. throughout the day. Disney. Music trivia, um, sports trivia sometimes. Nice. Uh, they get medals if you win. Um, but it's to the Love point where most stops, we don't get off the ship. There's mm. that what? much to do. Um, I would strongly prefer to stay on the ship. Then, like, wow. no offense to Nassau, but, I mean, you know, uh, if there's fair. a destination, like, it goes to uh, Scotland or, uh, like, places in italy like yeah i'm gonna get off the ship but uh <laughs> certain places no i'd rather stay on 
Wow. Yeah, it kind of sold me on it. I think that sounds fun. I know. I've been on one cruise before and liked it. Um, Actually, liked it quite a bit, but it was just like kind of a random not carnival, but something along those lines. But um, but that sounds fun. I don't know. Uh, well, let's go on a Disney cruise. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> They're not cheap. Uh, so I'm sure. I, I do have a question that's a little bit selfish, but I'm curious. Um, you know, Disney World is so good about food allergies. Yeah. And I do want at some point to like have an episode discussing the differences where Disneyland is not. They're, they are very, very good about it, but they are not as um, solid, I would say, with the food allergies. How accommodating are they on the cruises since all they have is what's on the cruise ship? Uh, they are so accommodating that I had to stop telling them that I had a food allergy. So um, I am allergic to shellfish, but uh. not in a you know Will Smith hitch kind of way. Um, <laughs> I just have to go to the bathroom afterwards. Um, it kind of comes back up, essentially. And so uh, as long as I don't digest it, I'm fine. And my fiance absolutely loves shellfish. And so if I mentioned it, they wouldn't allow anything to get near me, which means it couldn't get near her. And I was uh. making her experience worse. So I don't say anything anymore. She just knows, uh, you know, probably move to the other side of the table, no mistakes, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, but maybe they, the, they yeah, the smooching doesn't happen at the table. No, no smooching. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. That's they, cool. They That's, always ask that. and they're always willing to accommodate. Oh man, you're me. I, I'm very sold on a cruise. Um, parks and resorts, any of it, everything is included. Um, what is something that maybe people don't know and put in their standard trip that you'd want them to know? Yeah, so that's what I love about Disney World is that it is so much more than the four parks. I mean, first of all, people who don't really know Disney, they just think Magic Kingdom. They think that's yeah. Disney. Um, and so there's the four parks, obviously. But Disney Springs, and I made a kind of a, a glow-up meme about downtown Disney <laughs> to Disney Springs. Disney Springs is amazing. Um, it's It can get very crowded at certain times, but tons of amazing shopping the best restaurants in orlando in my opinion um cool like what's your what's your favorite uh we love wine bar george um <sighs> and homecoming hmm. I, I can't eat at homecoming but wine bar george i went for breakfast and i was like wait this is amazing yeah it's it was fantastic. so good and the owner is always there and he's super kind we had a picture with him george I love that. oh you probably, if you've been there, you've probably seen him. He's there every time. Um, I, so went, cool. I went a couple times because I liked it so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, the characters in flight, I think it's called, uh, the air balloon they have. They have those uh, water taxis, which are super expensive. But you can do, like, the, the car that goes into the water and do a ride there. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. No, it is, it's cool. I think it's, like, maybe $50 a group. Um, so it's mm. expensive. And it's yeah. only like 10 minutes. Uh, but then all of the resorts that you can just go to and check out and walk around and look at designs and how themed it is. Um, and then there's even, you know, putt-putt golf. They have the Fantasia Gardens, like putt-putt golf at uh, Disney World. There's so many things at Disney World to just enjoy. And, and if you're a huge fan like me, they even have Celebration Florida, which is a town that they created for Disney at some point. It's just kind of 
a neighborhood now that I've, I've just gone to and drove around. So it's just a lot in this area if you are a Disney fan to just experience and love. That's great. Yeah. I, I do have any other big questions before we get to our final questions. Are there any other, are there any stories or anything that you want to make sure you get to share? Um, let me, so I do have a ton of stories. I don't want to take up all your time. Um, but just kind of a combination. I was, uh, working at Disney casting in my professional internship. And at that time they did the college football awards on the boardwalk every oh, year. Cool. Um, and so everything except for the Heisman, all of the like quarterback of the year, receiver of the year, those kind of, yeah. um, uh, awards. And I went there and because I worked at casting, I was so close. Uh, and we were kind of in front. Um, so I've met a ton of big names at the time. So like, uh, Nick Saban, for example, I met and I had a football, so they all signed my football. That's um, awesome. That's very awesome, but I don't like him. But... I'm a fan. <laughs> gets, I, I'm not he, the he biggest fan done. of Nick Saban either, but uh, I definitely <laughs> wanted to sign my football. For sure. Yeah, uh, for Andrew sure. Luck, who, Andrew Luck nice. is kind of a jerk in person, but he's no. a football. Yeah, he was the worst. He was I, I kind of believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Ingram, he's, if you know Mark Ingram, he was a yes. great person. Oh, Fantastic he's been on my fantasy team. team a lot. Even as he's gotten older, you know, yeah. he'll put up some points sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was a cool experience. I like that. Um, I, I wanted to know, I, I think as we wrap into kind of our final questions, um, obviously we talk a lot about like uh, little hidden Mickeys and Easter eggs. Is there something that's like one of your favorites If you that comes to mind? Something that like you think is a cool little thing that people should look for when they go to the parks that maybe not everyone will see uh, the first time they go? Uh, if you don't have one, that's okay too. Yeah, I honestly don't have one. Um, but No worries. It's odd. Uh, what I nerd out on when I'm with people who aren't usually there is like the experience from a cast member perspective. Mm. Um, so I'll point out awesome. like backstage type things. Like this is a great... Uh, a break room for cast members like those kinds of things um or even you know when there's food and wine we did continuous trash runs so you didn't do anything but do trash for like eight trash cans you dump it and you do it again that's how fast wow. the trash cans fill up those are the things that i talk about when i go with I, friends <laughs> i think that's actually super fascinating yeah like i feel like we need to go we'd have have to go on a disney trip together and i'll give you all the weird nerdy like <laughs> Well, this was inspired by this and like, blah, blah, blah. And then you can tell me what it's like. Oh, like eight. You guys would, I mean, you got your workout in. Doing all those trash cans. Oh my gosh. I was uh, very in shape when I was uh, working for studio. <laughs> I would walk around, I, I walked around the world probably like five times a day, which is not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to stay in your area like Mexico, Norway. Uh, mm -hmm. But I wanted to walk around, so I did. Nice. I love that. Wow. Um, but one of the things that we always do is, you know, we usually do like, what would, would you change about this attraction? Um, what, you know, we can't do those typical questions. So we're going to change them up a little bit for right. you. So how do you feel about modern attractions versus older attractions? And are you okay with the changes they're making? Yeah, I, I go back and forth on some of this. So if I like the ride, I'm very appreciative of the history and I'm very 
interested in all of that, but let's say it's a small world. I would be okay never writing It's a Small World ever again. <laughs> uh, I've made like five memes about that. Um, and so it's not history for history's sake. I think that's a cool bonus. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the idea that they created Space Mountain when they did, uh, and that's still a very popular ride, and it's tied to the history of Disney in a way that other rides aren't. I think that's cool. I think that's a, a nice bonus. But at the end of the day, I just want really good experiences. And that doesn't have to be, you know, crazy technology, just cool experiences. Um, And so I guess I would lean more modern, but really it's just whatever's the best ride. Do you, is there anything um, in your opinion that's still missing from the parks or changes and updates you'd like to see besides maybe getting rid of uh, It's a Small World? (laughs) Yeah, no. I don't have any thoughts on like things that are missing that should be added other than I think Disney just has such great IP um, that there's an infinite number of things that they can create. And so every once in a while, I feel like, you know, maybe get rid of that and just put something better in its place. But I know a lot of people would be upset. Um, Always. So, like I love the great movie ride. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoy Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, but I love the great movie ride. I also love the uh, the Osborne lights, and oh, you know, they, <laughs> they're I gone. love the Osborne lights. Right, oh, it's very sad. Uh, I I talked about it a little bit on our holiday episode that I hope they find a way to do that in another location, maybe on Main Street or even like I don't know at Disneyland and um, on their like California Road, you know. Yeah. I'm glad you love those too. I remember you trying to explain it to Will. It's really hard to explain like how amazing it is. It, I feel like it's one of those things you just have to experience, but at Disney, at Hollywood Studios, it's it's over. It's not going to be a thing anymore. Sad. That's a bummer. It is. Uh, you, you mentioned there's a lot of different IPs that they have access to, and I think they definitely do. Is there one specific one you'd like to see uh, brought into the parks that's maybe not there yet? Uh, so actually with Splash Mountain, uh, I had in my head had some thoughts on what could replace it. Princess and the Frog was kind of an obvious one. Right. Um, you know, for a lot of reasons, uh, just, you know, the bayou and all that. But given the way that it was structured, I thought it would be cool, uh, you know, like a goofy movie where they're on the boat and it goes down the waterfall. I thought that, that could sense. be a good experience. And I thought that would be more fitting for Frontierland. Oh, that's, that's a great call. Oh, my God. I'm so <laughs> mad that's not happening. I mean, I love Princess and the Frog. Oh, my God. I want to do a goofy movie ride. Settle down. I, <laughs> yes. And that's then, like, great. I don't know. You follow and I, they the fact that they haven't figured out how to do something with Powerline yet. Yeah. It is a little surprising. They make shirts I, now. I know. I mean, as soon as they sold one at Hot Topic, I got one, you know, whatever, like <laughs> eight years ago. I was like, bam, I w- I'm obsessed with that movie. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, well, well uh, before we go, how can people find you? So I am on uh, All I Do is Disney on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, but really, I'm most active on Instagram. Great. And if, they, if people are wanting to book a trip, 
uh, and, and they are looking to do it maybe on the low end uh, with a consultant. Is there like a place you would recommend perhaps that they check out? I, I Get a little plug you, here too. Yes, I feel like you might have a recommendation for us. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I would recommend reaching out to uh, her username is Terracell of Progress. So it's a play on Carousel of Progress, but her name is Tara. So it's Great. spelled like Carousel. Uh, and she is a fantastic uh, travel planner and can help you with all your Disney needs. And it's free. Great. We'll throw, we'll throw both of those links in the show notes so people can check them out. Um, and we'll probably share some of those memes that you mentioned, too, uh, when we release this so people oh, can get a yes, direct we, link we to would, it. We definitely um, – you'll have to send us your favorites. I'm very excited to share them because I think you're hilarious. Thank so you. thank you so much for coming on the show. It was awesome to have you. And hopefully we can talk again soon. Yeah, for sure. Thank you again for inviting me. Yes. Will, I feel like he's cooler than us. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, that is definitely an issue. Uh, we actually took a break from recording, and we're walking boots, and we're like, oh, my God, like, he's so cool. He's so chill. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, Brandon, thank you again for coming on. And uh, at some point in the future, I'm sure we'll be in Disney World and trying to get you to give us a tour. Yes. I would love to see how uh, his brain works, because... Um, like he said, you know, he wasn't as inspired during the pandemic because he wasn't walking around the parks. Like he's truly inspired just by like seeing things and the way his brain works. I want to see how that brain works. You know, sure, yeah, That's, it's Absolutely. so cool. I'm not clever that way. Um, that was amazing. That was so much fun. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, and uh, if you did, uh, make sure to follow Brandon at All I Do Is Disney on Instagram, and we I know we plugged that um, previously as well. Uh, and then make sure you reach out to us and, and connect us with other people that you might be interested in hearing more from. Uh, slice of Disney on Facebook and Instagram, and Slice underscore of underscore Disney on Twitter. Yeah, let us know like what kind of interviews you'd like to hear um, as we reach out to people, and yeah. We were excited. Uh, we are finally in the same city and have a room to record in, though it's very hot because uh, no AC can be on while we're recording. Yeah. Woof. Got to bring you the best quality audio we can. And so that means uh, us being uh, very warm. Our literal sweat and tears have gone into this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've cried on it yet, but I'm sure, uh, I'm sure the same can't be said for you. I've cried at least during our Patreon, ep like when we're doing our movie night and watching movies. Oh, yeah. That's fair. So, that's fair. I mean, Mighty, Mighty Ducks really gets to you. Oh, yeah. You know. Quack, quack, quack. Um, yes. Also, if you'd like uh, to join our Patreon community, we're having so much fun. We're releasing more content. Some, uh, lots of, uh, you, get a, you get a separate episode just for you. <coughs> You get um, a bloopers episode. We do a movie night every month. So uh, if you're interested, we would love to have you join the fam. The fam bam. Yeah, I think this. <laughs> yes, the fam bam. Um, I think this month we're going to do a DCOM, a Disney Channel original movie. So we're excited to uh, branch out our movie nights and do something a little bit um, lesser known, but promising to be very entertaining as well. Um, so yeah, feel free to check that out. You can you can find all of our links and stuff at sliceofdisney.com. Sliceofdisney.com. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Share with every single human you know, even if they don't like Disney. 
Yeah. Did I sell it? Did I, did I do a good job? <laughs> I think so. Sure, sure. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, we can't wait for our next episode. Uh, a little more of a classic review. Um, and then, yay! Thank you for coming. Thank you so much, Brandon. We had a blast, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. <laughs>